Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God Transition. It makes it a lot easier, right? Um, last week I told you guys about prayers of the season. We had an awkward space in the service where we let people talk about what they have seen God do. So just for you guys to have a little more info, these are the prayers that our staff, through prayer and a retreat and just our hearts cries, these are the ones that have come out of us. And so it doesn't mean they're finalized. We still want you to put on that board what you feel like the church should be praying about. There's a million things, we get it, right? Like my cousin Judy and Aunt Betty's knee, like we wanna pray for that and we will, but these are the things we gather around as a community and say, God, we're going after these things and we're gonna see you do these things. Um, if you see one that you're like, yes, put a check mark next to it. Not because it's, there's, there's no person, this is like all of our hearts. Um, it was interesting last week, the number one thing that we received from you guys was that our church would be a diverse church and that we would, we would show that through the way that we worship together, the way that our community looks, the way that we approach the world, the way that Smyrna is. And that to all of, all of our staff, we took that as a compliment that our people had that prayer. That to us feels very kingdom oriented and very, um, just very the heart of God, right? And so, of course, he's gonna have to be the one that leads us into that. If we do it on our own, it's gonna end up looking stupid. And like we don't want it to look. So we need him to continue to take us in that direction. So after service day, I really ask you guys. We ask you to write because we mean that we'll read them and take them to heart. Write on there um, what you think we should be praying about. Scriptures of the season over there if you feel like there's something on your heart. And in a few weeks, we're going to have a Sunday where we go through them all. This is the last week we're preaching on the celebration of discipline, spiritual disciplines, the classic disciplines. I really personally love this. Um, next week... I'll be in Scotland, but Sarah is preaching on the rule of life. It's kind of the culmination, right? If I hear another person say Sarah's a way better preacher than me, I'll hug you because I actually like that. She is. She's really good, but she's preaching on rule of life, and 
what you need to know, that sounds religious, it's not at all. It's, it's a way to be in the world and the, the spaces that we've walked through that, that help you and give you life, meditation for me is one, um, how to pattern your life after going after these things. It's really helpful. Um, it's a way to kind of center yourself on God. She'll be preaching on that next week. I won't be here, but I'll listen to it on podcasts, which we have. So um, everybody close your eyes with me. With your eyes closed. This morning, I couldn't sleep past 5 a.m., and that's just not like me. And I had this overwhelming sense as I was praying at our kitchen table that God wanted to give peace. And when I prayed it this morning, I actually felt peace, not just like a thought. So it felt like it had to be his peace, because I don't think I can create that. And then I felt like he said, I want you to celebrate people today. And so before we even talk about the word, I want you to know that I believe what he's doing on the right hand of the Father, not only interceding for you, I genuinely believe he is celebrating your life, your birth, that you are with us, no matter who you are. I believe he wanted you to know today that he is celebrating you. And so, Father, we just want to take a moment to absorb the fact that you loved us first. And even the most zealous of us aren't, aren't loving you the way that you love us. So we just want to step back and say thank you. Take a deep breath. Say la and say yes. A resounding yes to you. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. I'm sorry. This whole service is called close your eyes service. I want you to think of things that you can celebrate in your life right now. Before we move on, I've had a week of, of like uh, anxiety because I do that to myself. Um, with your eyes closed, what can you celebrate right now? What is it that, that is in your life that you can celebrate without God giving you one? If you're taken from the earth this afternoon, what is celebratable right now? Begin to shift. And I just pray in a prayer of being anxious for nothing today. That literally means to care for nothing in a good way. To be careful of nothing in the Lord and to trust Him. What can you be thankful for and celebrate right now? You can close your eyes. We're going to popcorn it for just a moment. Without a sermon, did anybody have anything they wouldn't say, this, I can celebrate this? We can do that in our church. Your family, amen. Your daughter. What's her name? Anora. Cool. Who else? Health. Amen. Who else? Healthy friendship. You didn't raise your hand. And your husband. Where's he at? Chris. Hey, Chris. Amen. I'm going to celebrate that with you. <laughs> Who else? Amen. Like trees, trees? I like that. Trees are good. You found yourself back in church. What church? Amen. Who else? 
the abundance of love. That's awesome. Amen. And freedom. Yeah, you guys are all over the map, dude. I love you. <laughs> Have you met our new best friends? It's awesome. You guys are awesome. But in order of which one that you would say. Okay, cool. Yeah, because we would never talk about that. <laughs> cool. Who else we got? Who else we got? Your life? Amen. You pointing for somebody? Ryan? Jobs? Amen. That's good. Amen. She's already two two up to somebody, so somebody needs to get in there. I know. Who else we got? I'm thankful for Scott Lappin. Oh, I tried to call you last week, but I forgot because I'm terrible at that. You do so much in here. We have lights now. Uh, I have nothing to do with that. Not that we need lights, but we have them, so thanks. Was that just because it rhymed with lap? Sin? I love tree. Who else? Yeah. Salon's doing good. Owner of the salon downstairs? The doggy salon. We call them salons? I like that. Dog salon. Yeah. I like that. Totally is. It's like, it's like my win. Thankful for Night of Healing Prayer. Um, every end of the month, these guys lead. And every time I can't be there, um, all I hear is it was like amazing. We don't have a ton of people coming from the city yet. That's not the purpose yet. Just the community they're building there. It's really great. I'm really thankful. Um, thankful for my wife. Thankful for how um, strong she is. Thankful that she's willing to stand up and be a voice for women. She's not just about being attractive. Um, I'm not even sure what I shouldn't have said right there. That's what's, I'm, that's honestly the truth. I really don't even know. Like the laugh was you shouldn't have said something. I don't know. Um, really thankful for our church. Really, really thankful for our church. Any last calls? Three, two. Thank you. <laughs> She's winning. She's winning. All she does is win, win, win. No matter what. Um, all right. I'm going to transition from that into Ecclesiastes. So join with me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, so, yeah, this is... Ecclesiastes. This is actually a really beautiful passage that was turned into a song that you've all heard. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. 
a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love, and this is confusing, theologically, and a time to hate. I personally actually really like that it does what it just did to all of us right there. I'm starting to love that that really doesn't make sense, right? How do we, we're just going to leave it today. A time for war and a time for peace. So I'm actually not preaching on this passage. I'm giving it as a foundation. And there's one word in this passage that jumps out to me more than most. For some of you, it might be that there's a time to kill, which is crazy. It's a time for war, which is also crazy. There's a, but to me, there's a time to dance. That's just messed up a little bit. Like, why is that in there? Um, many of the worst memories in my life have to do with dancing. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not kidding. In fact, this, two weeks ago, we went to my daughter's recital over in the community center, and they had dances like kids do. Some of them know what they're doing. Most of them really don't have a clue, which is the best part. At the end, every adult's nightmare, like this is my nightmare, lived out. We would like all the adults to stand now, and we're all going to dance together. And, like, and it's a room way fuller than this, and all these, all these people are looking around like, you just got to do something because you don't, you don't want to be the guy that's like. And like, I, I try to do a move. I grab my son. That's my go-to. Like if I grab him, there's something happening here that means I can't super dance. And like, um, One time I went on a mission trip to Trinidad. Nate was with me. I've told you guys this before. It was just a strange spiritual environment. Our whole team had to get in front of the church and dance. Literally, it was like, and now our guests will come and dance. <laughs> that was our prepping. That was the prepping. That was our first time hearing it. And like, they have films of me. It's the, that's the worst thing you could have me do. Make me dance, make me do goofy stuff like that. Um, but I just think it's interesting, right? There's a, there's a time for that. In this passage, there's a time for that. I'm not even talking about like spiritual dancing or I'm just saying according to the word, as we would say, there's a time to dance. It's just messed up. And Kevin Bacon said, amen. 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 So um, I'm going to use that as a transition piece. But um, so we've been talking about creating space, right? I think it's become our language, thanks to Bill at our staff meetings. Like, you know, this has actually become our language, creating space. This is what we talk about. How are you creating space? And, and celebration happens to be the last of the spiritual disciplines. Everybody say celebration. celebration. Just for a quick definition of celebration taken from, um, where's it taken from? Webster's, which we know is accurate. <laughs> the definition of celebrate, and this is, there's no biblical, it's not from a word in the Bible, I didn't do any of that for you, okay? You can brag about somebody else doing that at some other time. This means to do something special or enjoyable for an important event, occasion, or holiday. And it happens to be the last of the disciplines that Richard Foster goes through, the classical disciplines, or that even the early Christians celebrated, and they would do it corporately. So there's a place for corporate celebration. Instantly, the things that come to my mind, you know, we all, I mean, it's like sometimes clapping to me makes me like turn pale and want to like sweat in a corner because it scares me that bad. It's the way people celebrate, right? Like shouting, like, woohoo! What happens when your team does something? Like that's the, that's the universal language of any, any person in the world. Your team just says, woohoo! You love what you're doing? Woohoo! You're having fun where you're at? Woohoo! I don't know how that started, you know? You see it in kids when something happens that they love. It's just like an instantaneous reaction of, I just made, that's not a word. 
instantaneous, is it? See? That's what I'm saying. I really didn't know that was a word. I promise. My kids celebrate the dumbest stuff, right? Like, I love that. So, so how does this have a place? I think in our culture, we've lost the art of celebration correctly. I personally think celebration is when you're present in something for the reason you're there for. There was a, a roommate I had in college as I was a freshman. He had a poster on the wall, and it was 365 reasons to party. And every day listed something. Today, jelly beans were invented. So, like, if you're a college student and you need a reason to go out drinking, jelly beans were invented that day. You have your reason. And to me at that point, you've got to be honest, it was believable and it was enough. But I think our culture's lost the ability to really celebrate, to slow down, to be present with, and enjoy. I think actual celebrations now are more about escapism. I think partying is probably more about escape. It's an opportunity maybe to drink or to kind of forget it all, you know, like. And rarely, even with the people in our own lives, in our culture, do we really celebrate with them the birth of a child. I think they used to shut down cities, like, because somebody was born, a marriage. Like, you take this whole year in vacation. What? Yes, sir. We don't do that anymore. And the reason why we don't do that is because... Our culture screams at us, perform, succeed, work. We really value working hard. That's why we escape. If we could slow down and be like the Spanish and have a siesta, which I think we should do, then we could actually slow down enough to celebrate with people. I'm terrible at celebrating with people. People brag about me for a couple things, and God, this feels like we're saying. I make a list. Um, and people are always like, you wrote that? That's your list? I do this all the time, you guys. I make a list every day that has this amount of stuff on it, okay? So here's the reason. People say, you're really organized. I'm not at all organized. I'm the opposite. Um, if I don't do that, I'd probably right now, I'd be at Dunkin' Donuts. I'd be like, I was, I was doing something today, but it's not, it's not this. I have on there to take a shower and to shave. I promise you, this is me. In our church, so you probably noticed a few things that are awkward for you. The pots, last week I asked you to talk about them. Today, we celebrated birthdays. John, where are you? John, it's your birthday tomorrow, bro. Right there, okay? That's a lie. That's a lie. So you're not getting anything for your birthday. Just kidding. We do these things all the time. Carabiners, like, we give these out. It's not because it's natural for me. So what I'm saying to you is celebrating people, things, that is not a value to me. If, if I were to do it exactly like Josh wanted, remove Jesus or the Holy Spirit, I would crank through as much accomplishment as I could. You know, we don't settle enough to be like, yes, I'll celebrate Melissa going on a trip. Yes, I'll celebrate uh, Garcia's new job promotion. Yes, I'll celebrate Sarah writing a book one day. Yes, I'll celebrate... Your children are gone for three weeks. That, is that good? Yeah. We don't know how to do it, and corporately, it's awkward. And I want it to be awkward. I want you to learn how to, I want you to know people in your community enough to know when to celebrate with them. I want you to know people enough in your community to know when to mourn with them. This takes sloppiness, right? This is why I don't believe we should ever be a megachurch. I just don't think it can happen, the body of Christ, that way. I don't. And so, man, this is a long intro. In our Christian culture, 
what do we celebrate? I think we celebrate stars, Christian stars, right? I think it's a big deal. I think it's why a lot of people probably came to our church last week at night to see Josh Baldwin, Bethel worship leader. He's awesome. We celebrate that. I think we over-celebrate the wrong things. I think when I was a new Christian, I thought it was important to always be joyful, even if it wasn't real joy. I remember going to conferences and having a guy stand in front of us and say, stand in your feet, scream for the Lord, like all youth conferences, make a shout of joy. And I have no joy in my heart. I'm just looking for like what, whatever salvation might be. And I'm empty and we're all like, yay. And like, it's a little bit like going to your own birthday party and everybody there doesn't know you and they're all singing to you. You're like, who are you guys? Thanks for the, that's, I think that's like God up in heaven. Like, okay, cool. Nice to meet y'all. I think the Christian uh, culture has created an idea that it matters what we look like, right? So celebrate. Stand to your feet. Scream to the Lord. And some of that's probably real for some of us, right? There are some people in this room right now, if I said that, you'd be like, I've been waiting on this, I've been waiting on this, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. (laughs) But there are some of you, it would just be a lie. It would just be a lie. You're not there. You're not celebrating. And you don't even understand and we don't even value that people understand. So I think for us, I think we want to be people who know what we celebrate, know who we celebrate, know how and when to celebrate, and to pause and take time to do it. In the Old Testament, they had these things called feasts, and there were seven of them. And it was really interesting to me because as I was like studying this, when they actually established where their land would be, they would actually all go to the temple, and they would shut the city down. Like, all, a lot of the cool stories about Jesus are him on the way to one of these, or him on the way from one of these, or him interacting with people at these, some of the crazy stories. Nonetheless, seven times a year, they would have these celebrations where they would shut everything down, and they would just take time for this whole community to focus on what had been done. They would all know, we're here for this reason. This is why we're here. And then I started to wonder, I wonder if they did that in the wilderness, you know, like when they're in the middle of nothing. They did. They would, the Lord actually told them, even in your wilderness, even in your wandering, I want you to stop. I want you to do the feast. I want you to get together. I want you to make it a communal event and do this, right? In the middle of, of wandering, right? And half of them are ticked off that they are having to eat things they don't want to eat. And where's water? And where will we sleep? In the midst of those places, in the midst of that place where you don't know where you're going, what you're thinking, why is this happening? I remember Egypt, but where's the promised land? This is kind of not where I thought. He says celebrate, right? A little bit like that conference environment to me, but, but with a purpose. Celebrate. There's a, time for, there's a time for dancing. Jesus comes, and now Jesus is what the feasts were really about. They were pointing towards Jesus. I'm going to read you a couple passages from Luke. I'm going to read them from here. You guys read them from there. If it's the wrong translation, I'm really sorry. Um, I really like reading from here. Luke 2, 8 through 14. Give you a second to open up to Luke. It's the third gospel in the New Testament. You should probably all know that. All right, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is is Christ the Lord. 
And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And then out of nowhere, suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts. Just imagine being there. All of a sudden, angels everywhere, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Crazy. Luke 4, verse 16 through 21. This is later when Jesus is kind of realized he's here, he's traveling some. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the, he looked for the place that it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach to the gospel to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty to those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it to the attendant. It's totally a Jesus move. He gave it to the attendant, and he went and sat down. He's so funny. So he goes and sits down, And all the eyes of those who were there in the synagogue were fixed on him. So just imagine that scenario. Like he says it and then like, and then everybody's like, oh, oh, okay, buddy. What's happening? And as he like lets it absorb and settle in. Yeah. Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. <laughs> like true mic drop. Like first mic drop. Boom. Like I, get, I get these random times where I almost cry in here, and I'm not a crier at all. I'm not. I'm fighting a little bit. I'm not going to cry. Something about this moment to me, like, is quintessential Jesus. Like, you've been longing for this. It's here. These things, freedom, healing, the oppressed, it's here. So he's saying to us, kind of a foundation as a New Testament Christian, we already have some things to celebrate. In this passage, we understand them right there. For me, celebrating isn't easy. I have to choose to be present. Um, it's really difficult for me. And just me being honest as your pastor, even with the Lord at times, I, I focus in worship and I close my eyes. It's not because I don't want to have conversations. It's hard for me sometimes to put myself in the moment I'm in. Is anybody else like that where it's really difficult to be in the moment you're in? It's really difficult for me. And so celebration for me doesn't come naturally, but I'm asking the Lord to break my heart for it. I'm asking the Lord to lead me into it with him, one, so that I can exist and not perform, and with you, two, because he's called me to love God and love people. And for me to do that, I have to be present with you. I have to know you. I have to know what to celebrate in you. And so celebration is called a discipline because it doesn't just land on you. Celebration is a choice, I think. Philippians 4, 1 through 9, and I'm going to read this again through here. Actually, I'm up, can you go to 4, verse 4? It says this. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. Let your gentle, gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, 
Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Now this this is hard for us because we've learned to take care of everything, right? Like I preached maybe a year ago on, on putting God first and then all other things will be added. And for you, you've been taught that you take care of everything in your life. You take care of your credit score, you take care of your kids, you take care of your house, you own it, you do a good job, you perform. This passage is telling you to be careful for nothing. Everybody say, be careful for nothing. If you'd have told me that when I was in college, it would have been the wrong thing to tell me. I would have been careful for nothing. If you can understand that in the context of what God's trying to tell you, you can trust me. So whatever is burdening you and whatever anxieties are on your heart right now, and this is not to demean anyone who struggles with anxiety. That's not a, a struggle for me that's been, been there my whole life, but it's real, and it's not as easy as just get through it. Like, I'm pretty tired of the Christian movements that are like, oh, that's just a spirit, move past it. We need to shut our mouths and have some compassion and realize that people's struggles are real, and we need to walk with them through some, okay? Does that make sense? To be present with people is to be Emmanuel. He didn't come and say, here's your answer, I'm out. He came and said, I'm living with you guys. It's going to be awkward for y'all and me. We're doing it. You need to learn to do that with people. So for me to even read this passage, it brings to the surface. Be anxious for nothing is really easy to say. Be anxious for nothing. All of us struggle with anxieties. But there's a way to do it. And there's a way to practice it. And the way is, it's said in 4.8. Take your thoughts from where they're at. All right? Just practice with me right now. This is what you did when you sat down and I started preaching. Close your eyes and think about what you can celebrate. It's that all the time. What is good? My kids are awesome. I love them. I love that I can talk to the Lord at any moment. I love that our church is here. Like, I don't love that today is the third and that half of the community doesn't usually come. Who cares? You're here. I can celebrate you, right? This is good. Like, we're talking about the Lord and freedom here at our church. We had amazing worship today. James is gone. Like, that's not awesome. We had amazing worship today, right? Like, there's always a way to either think about this, oh, oh, like, oh, crap stuff. That's... It's not a curse word, but it, I said it anyway. <laughs> and there's always a way to think about the, oh my gosh, we're so blessed stuff. And all of us have these things that we can point to that aren't blessings, it seems like. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why this is happening. I'm fighting with Sarah this week. I'm just giving you an example. We don't ever fight. <laughs> um, I don't, just honestly, from a pastor, like I could choose to worry about tithe because we don't talk about it. Because we've over-talked about it in our culture. I'm not choosing to do that. I'm just going to warn you guys. If tithe stops coming, we're doing something else. We're going to be meeting over there <laughs> under a tree. Are you cool with that? Because I'm choosing not to spend my time being anxious about something I have no control over. So I'll go over here. God, we're here. What can we do today that we can't do out there? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's celebrate birthdays. Let's worship together. Let's celebrate you. Let's talk about you. We can do that now, right? So be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing is saying, and it's difficult. I'm choosing right now to stop thinking about things that I really can't control and that I'm afraid of and to say thank you even if it's just one thing. And if your one thing is that you can make that thought, there are people who can't make that thought. If your one thing is you walked in here 
There are people who can't walk. If your one thing is thank you for my family member, even though we're fighting, many family members have been lost recently. If you're thankful for, there's something to say thank you so much for. God, thank you. Thank you so much. Yesterday I was so stressed because I couldn't prep to preach because my brother was in town with his family. And I felt like the Lord said, be present all day. So hard for me, guys. You got, I mean, you don't know me that well. That is so hard for me. It's present all day. Now I have a tan line that looks like a tank top. That's a gift. Maybe I'll show it to you. You see what I'm saying? So, so today, just, I'm just going to jump through these. Celebration is just silly, right? Think about celebrating. It's silliness. No, I don't, I don't foresee our church being a place where you just come in and like you do like spiritual cartwheels all over the place. Like the Lord told you to do spiritual cartwheel and you're kicking people in the head like, let's all be silly all the time, right? It has its place though. Dancing, according to Ecclesiastes, has its place. That is, can we all agree on that? Okay, mourning has its place, right? There's a time to reap, time to kill, all that stuff. I don't get it, but everything has its place. Let's give celebration its place. Here's what happens when we do that. Celebration, even if you don't want to, can help you start to become more joyful. Just If you decide you want to come to Mondi Feast last year, which was like our best attended event, which most of you still don't know what you celebrated that night. The Mondi what? It was so fun. Like it was just enjoyable to be together with you guys. Celebrate birthdays. Like John, you know, next time be brave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't make fun of people in service like I just did. Choose to do things in worship. Be the person that you think, oh my gosh, can you believe them? Like clap. I will celebrate the Lord for he who cares. Right? Shout, thank you, Jesus. You're not going to hear that from me because, again, I get so nervous about that stuff. That's me being honest. I don't need a sermon from you guys to tell me how I just need to be more free. Just being honest. But there's a place for it, right? There is a place for it. Choose. If you can belly laugh, it's actually scientifically proven that your life doubles. You live to be like 160 years old. (laughs) But it has to be a belly laugh. I've, I've literally started praying that God would let me belly laugh. I, I promise you, I'm not kidding. When I, feel, when I laugh, I feel better than any other time. It's not all about feelings, but man, when I laugh, like when my daughter says the dumb stuff that she does or when she gets naked and like runs around the house <laughs> or like does worse stuff, like just laugh. Be someone who laughs when things are funny. Even if it's Mike Moon's joke, which will probably be inappropriate. None of y'all are coming back. Please come back, Mike. I love you. <laughs> Don't take, celebrating does this. It helps you to not take yourself too seriously, right? Like we have enough real serious Christians that just know how to say it the right way. You know, like that contemplate it and say it and just a, mmm, like, that's from the Lord. Like, like, you know, people talk about how I probably shouldn't be, try and be so funny. On Sundays, I'll probably never stop that. If you get anything from me, I just hope that you get that the Lord is good and he wants to love you and he is fun. There will be hard times. If you ever see me stop joking, shake me up. I want this to be the best environment that we're in. I want this to be the funnest place we're in that we celebrate together. I want to be able to mourn for sure. 
I want you to be able to celebrate, to laugh, put on a dunce hat, right? Like, do something goofy, dress up for a party, right? Celebrate somebody else's something. Somebody's birthday, make a gift for them. In church, like, this is our one time in seven days. We come together to celebrate the Lord. That's what, this is what this is. This is not where you're fed, okay? There's some feeding here, but this, that's not my job to feed you, right? It's to help guide you into a deeper knowledge of Jesus Christ where you celebrate, laugh with your kids, slow down enough, laugh with us, be present with people who are celebrating. Does any of this make sense to you guys? So there's got to be a shift in us. We need the Lord to help us laugh. We need to celebrate. Helps us to be free from judging others. It is almost impossible to judge someone when you're doing something stupid. I'm just honestly like, do something goofy and you're not judging anyone. Laugh some. Never be afraid to run into the hilarity, to comedy, to celebrating. It's celebration. Think of kids celebrating like, and we don't want to be fake. So it's not all the time, or then you're like, I've had enough of this. It's like too many popsicles. Give me some broccoli. Need some broccoli. Celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate with us. Please, 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 please. Um, worship, if, if you guys can come up. We're going we're gonna to do something in a second. We're going to read a passage together, Psalm 150, and then we're going to sing a song together. One of the best ways to celebrate is to sing, okay, to the Lord. So good. If you're in a wilderness, please look at me. This is my only look at me. I haven't done that in a while. If you are in a wilderness right now, and it's hard for you to even imagine how you can celebrate, hear the voice of the sovereign Lord speaking over you. I love you. There is something that you can celebrate right now. To Israel, feast. I know it doesn't make sense right now. Gather together. You don't even have a place to sleep tonight. Set up camp. Celebrate. I'll get you to that. Celebrate. Don't wait until you have it all like you want it to celebrate because you might not celebrate then. Celebrate now. Celebrate God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. All good is from you. I thank you for the people in this church. I thank you for my family who are so different and unique and challenging at times, but loving. I thank you for the people in this church. I celebrate that there's so many different people from so many different walks of life. I thank you for the birthdays today. I thank you for the people in this room that don't even want to be here. God, I thank you. God, I ask that you would be present with us right now and that we would learn to laugh, Jesus that we would belly laugh, that we would be a people of joy. The Christians should be a hallelujah from head to toe. Christians should be present in people's struggles and celebrations. A Christian should take a time to mourn, time to weep, time to sing, and to even dance. Help us to celebrate together, God. Let our gatherings in Jesus' name be so celebratory in a good way that people leave here encouraged and full and at peace. Remove any desire from us to celebrate for performance, God. Let us be unhappy when we're unhappy. 
Let us mourn when we need to mourn. But God, let us celebrate. There are things that we can celebrate. And one is that you stood before a group of religious leaders and you said, I am coming, I have come, and this is done. I'm here and I'm available. And I thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, we're going to read something. If you guys will stand to your feet. We're going to read this and then we're going to go into worship. On the count of three, I'm just going to count and then I'm going to read with you, okay? I'm not going to read to you. You're going to read with me. So one, two, three. So we're going to have um, prayer over there and prayer over here if you like it. We're going to leave these guys on stage. We're going to create an atmosphere in here where you can just worship. So if you'd like to stay, we'd love that. If you want to go, we need to get your kids. That's awesome as well. Um, just be mindful if you stay in here. Now may the peace of the Lord himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Jesus, we thank you that you're Emmanuel and you're with us. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.